Welcome to the Faith Life Fellowship Podcast with Dr. Scott Forrest. We hope that you enjoy today's message and that it blesses your life. Hallelujah. Well, today was supposed to be science in the Bible. And I was going to give you a presentation that I haven't really taught here um, in its entirety. The last time I gave this presentation was at Agape Faith Church in uh, Clemens, North Carolina. And that was back in November of 2015. Anyway, it was well received and it's on video and we could talk about that uh, later. But uh, the Lord just uh, said, you know, that's a really impressive thing that you filled out there and all those slides you did. And, but I, I want this for another time and another place. I really think it needs to be more of an event presentation than a sermon or a message. Because it's, you know, 28 pages of notes. I'm like, I can't subject those people to that. <laughs> I got to rethink this. And my wife, as she has wont to do from time to time, said, you need to rethink that. Like, that was the seed of the Holy Ghost. And I got up this morning, and I heard the Lord say, you, you just need to hunt, you know. And I'm like, well, you're going to have to help me. And, and he said, well, what's been on your mind lately? I said, hearing God's voice. He said, teach on that. I got no notes. He said, teach on that. So this morning, I, I got up. With my little pad of paper, I got two pages, one and a half pages of notes on here, okay? So I'm not sure how this is going to come out, uh, but I believe it'll bless you, okay? Because we all want to learn to hear God's voice, isn't that right? Especially in this day and age, with what's going on in the country, et cetera, et cetera, and your personal battles. Uh, But I want to let you know that there's some things that you can do to hear God's voice more clearly. You know, people write books. What to do when God is silent? You know, in my opinion, God is never silent. I'm going to show you that in the scripture. He's always talking to you. It's just that we're not always listening. Amen? So let's begin with uh, Proverbs 20, 27. Proverbs 20, 27. And this is all going to be King James, I apologize, I could not get the software to get me New King James or anything else. So you'll have to get these and thous uh, with the rest of the message. Amen. So Proverbs 20, 27 says, The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. You know, what that says in our vernacular is that if God is going to communicate with you, He's going to do it through your spirit. He's going to speak to you primarily through your spirit. Now, we all know, we don't have time to teach on it today, that 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says that we are made spirit, soul, and body, and there's three separate Greek words to describe each part. So those that say the spirit and the soul are the same are incorrect. Do they dwell together in the heart? Yes, that's what I teach. You know... Peter called it the inward man, uh, the inner man of the heart. So there is an inner man of the heart, the hidden man of the heart, he called it. uh, That's your spirit and your soul together make up the heart. 
and then they live in the body. Amen? So if God is going to communicate to you in this body, he's going to go straight through your body, your soul, and into your spirit to find out what you need to know and try and convey that to you. Amen? He's going to communicate spirit to spirit. Amen? Proverbs 20, verse 5, says, Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. That word there, counsel, means plans, purposes, pursuits, counsel. Plans, purposes, pursuits, and counsel in the heart of man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Now, it is my opinion, and I teach it this way, that this is one of many scriptures you'll find in the Old Testament that are Old Testament types of New Testament type speaking in tongues. And I teach it this way, and I have been for many, many years, that if you want to know the counsel of God for you, the plans, purposes, and pursuits he has for you, then you need to reach down deep, pray in the Holy Ghost, pray in the Spirit, pray in tongues, and draw those things out so that you can understand what God wants you to do, what steps he wants you to take, what's going on in whatever season you're in, if you're ready for a season change, if you need to be prepared for a season change, etc., etc., etc. I believe that all of that information is in you. That's just the way I believe. I believe the moment that we were conceived, God put counsel, plans, purposes, and pursuits into your little heart so that one day when you got born again, spirit-filled, you would begin to pursue what you find on the inside of you. And one of the ways that you can do that is pray regularly in the Holy Spirit. Pray out the plan of God for your life by praying in the Holy Ghost. I've been doing it for decades. Uh, I added up the years, and I've been praying in the Holy Spirit. I've been praying in tongues for over 50 years. I got born again and Spirit-filled as a teenager, and I've been praying in the Spirit for 50 years. So I've had people try to talk me out of the legitimacy of praying in the Spirit, praying in tongues. And I always tell them, take your best shot. I've been doing it for 50 years. You can't tell me that it's gibberish. You can't tell me that it's a waste of time. You can't tell me that it's not fruitful when I pray in the Spirit because I know better. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Psalm 42, verse 7. This is another one of those Old Testament types of praying in the Holy Spirit that I believe is very powerful. Psalm 42, verse 7 says, Deep calleth unto deep at the noise of thy water spouts. All thy waves and thy billows are gone over me. Now, waves are waves, but billows, if you look it up, are the crashers. There's some waves that you just let pass by you. There are other waves that overwhelm you. They just overwhelm you. So I believe water many times in scriptures is a type of the voice of God. John said, I heard the voice of many waters. It was Jesus speaking. Deep calls unto deep. At the noise of thy water spouts, all thy waves, Lord, all your crashers, 
They're crashing over me. They're overwhelming me. They're overtaking me. This verse is actually quoted by Jonah when he was in the belly of the whale, almost verbatim. He says, deep calls unto deep. I'm in this deep part of this whale in the deepest part of the ocean, and I'm wondering, what do you want from me, Lord? What's going on in my life? What do you really want me to do? Deep, calling unto deep. That's when the deepest part of your heart connects with the deepest part of God's heart, and there's a connection like no other. And he didn't get good news from the Lord. He said, I still want you to go to Nineveh. I still want you to preach revival. I still want them to repent. And that's exactly what happened. He did it begrudgingly, but that time in the belly of the whale where deep called on the deep, he got his assignment and he stayed true to it even though he didn't like it. The reason he didn't like it was Nineveh was the capital of Assyria and they were the mortal enemy of the nation of Israel. He did not want to pray for them. He wanted them to be judged. He wanted the, the city to be wiped out. Well, you know the story. Jonah preached salvation and he preached to them revival and it revived the whole nation to the extent that the Lord, the Lord didn't say, but history tells us that the judgment of Nineveh was forestalled for another hundred years because they repented. So several generations of Assyrians are going to be in heaven because of Jonah. I think that's awesome. And that's a little bit of a side journey, but a good side journey. Hallelujah. So, as I was saying earlier, God is always talking. We're just not always listening. First of all, we clutter our mind with too much junk. If you're watching television for six hours a day, and you're reading your daily meditation 15 minutes a day, how much influence do you think that word is going to have over you? Not much, because it's going to be overwhelmed by the way of the world, which you get from television, most likely. Unless you watch HGTV. <laughs> and you used to be able to say Hallmark, but now they've gone kind of towards the dark side and some of their stuff. Anyway, praise the Lord. Where was I? God is always talking. And let me give you an example you've probably heard before, uh, but I think it's a really cool example. There is electromagnetic radiation that is pouring into this room and pouring out of this room constantly. There are radio waves and there are television waves that are streaming into this place, but you can't see them. But they are coming in. Amen. And they're bringing information, they're bringing words, and they're bringing imagery into this place. And if you had the right kind of receiver, you would be able to receive those words, those voices, that teaching, that imagery. Isn't that right? Well, I'm here to tell you that God is talking to you 24-7 in words and images, in dreams and visions and many other ways. And he has put a receiver inside of you that is able to hear the Lord. No matter how he's talking to you, you are able. You can start your faith by saying that. I am able to hear the Lord. 
I know the voice of my shepherd and the voice of a stranger I will not follow. That reminds me of a story when Trish and I were in, we were in, where were we? <laughs> Bethlehem. We were in Bethlehem in Israel. I was there stationed with the Marines flying off an aircraft carrier and we were ported in Haifa. And so I flew over to Tel Aviv and we spent about five days together there in Israel. And we were there in Bethlehem, which the locals call Bethlehem, you know. I never could get that quite right. Uh, but we were just looking through the windows of these, these shops that were selling uh, sterling silver and other stuff like that. And she said, I got to get some of this stuff. So we're going from store to store and we're looking at all this stuff. And it's a cobblestone, sort of a market square with streets from all different sides coming in. And uh, I looked over my shoulder and I noticed that there was a flock of sheep coming in. It looked like about 50 sheep and a shepherd was with them. And uh, they walked into the market space and walked by us. And I'm just looking at the pretty sheep. And, and he goes up to a window and he gets fixed on something. He's like staring at something. You know, something really caught his attention. And, uh, you know, so he forgot about his sheep for a second. And, and I watched as the sheeps, the sheeps, the sheeps know my voice. I watched as the sheep just started spreading. And kind of, you know, the outer fringes, they just started going their own way. And before you knew it, they were scattered all over this market square. And so he turned around and realized what happened. He took his staff and he banged it on the cobblestone and he went, yet, yet. And every one of those sheep, within seconds, just sort of drew to him. It was like a magnet. I thought, Lord, that's what you mean in your word. The voice of the shepherd, I will follow him. I will not follow the voice of a stranger. If I took that staff and I went, yet, yet, they might have understood the word or were familiar with the word, but they wouldn't know the voice. They wouldn't know the voice. Amen. So start your faith there. If you're one that says, I just can't hear from God, it's like he's silent. Well, it's like he's silent because I'm going to show you in the scripture that he's not. He's not. Psalm 139, 17 and 18. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. Verse 18. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I wake, I am still with thee. Can we back that up again? I want to read it again. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me. That word there, thoughts, can also be plans. Your intentions unto me. How precious also are thy thoughts, your intentions, your plans unto me. O God, how great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. In other words, they are more than I can number, more than I can keep up with. And one of the things that I have complained to the Lord about, you know, since 1984, I've been prone to dreams and visions and supernatural visitations. It's just been a part of my life. But there are times when the volume of the activity is so much that I say, Lord, just slow down. I can't absorb all of this. Long ago, I started 
you know, recording these things on my phone because I'm just not one that I can't get up in the middle of the night and go downstairs and write. I just, maybe it's a lazy man's way, but I started recording all of these things back in 2015, right when the Lord started dealing with us about moving from Louisiana back to our North Carolina roots, eventually to start this church. And so I have said on many occasions, Lord, just slow the volume down a little bit. Some of them I'll write down, some of them I'll record on my phone, and I will spend some time, you know, meditating on what you're showing me. All right, let's, there's another one, Psalm 40, verse 5. Many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to usward. They cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. So I've given you two scriptures to show you that God is speaking to you 24-7, more than you think, more than you can imagine, more than you can keep up with. I finally decided that the Lord wants you to keep up with as much as you can. (laughs) But he rarely slows down the volume when I ask him to. Rarely. Amen. So, to give you an idea of just my own personal example of how much he's been speaking to me over the years, in 2015, um, the intensity and the volume of these type of things started going up because it was a new season in our life. The Lord appeared to me in a vision in 2014 and said that we were entering a new season, and that was that season moving back to North Carolina to start a new ministry, reconnect with our spiritual roots, and that that season would test our marriage and put stress on our marriage. And he reminded me, to guard my marriage. Even though the season was ordained of him, it was going to bring stress from the enemy against our marriage. And it did. And we came through it and we're here. Amen. So I started, uh, that's when I started recording um, these type of things on my phone. And so I, I went from 2015 to 2018 and I was keeping them in uh, music thing that, used, that people, know, nobody ever uses anymore, iTunes. iTunes. So I was, I was cataloging them in iTunes, and I was able to keep them all in there. And, and I just noticed, looking in there one day, that, man, there's a lot of stuff in there. Why don't you count it? So there was a way to count it in the software. And so I counted for the three years of 2015 to 2018, how many I recorded on my phone. And I have to tell you that I probably only captured about a third. The other third I forgot before I was able to put them on the phone. And the other third, you know, I just, uh, I, I just didn't. I just said, I'm not getting up. <laughs> I was lazy. Okay. So about a third of that. And I thought, okay, all right, I'll keep that in mind. This is, only, this is only about a third of what's really can, been streaming my way. So I counted up, and I was thinking 300, maybe 400. Just, saw, just shy of 1,300 incidents where I had a dream, a vision, or a visitation. 1,300 
in three years, and I only captured, in my estimation, about a third of them. I was gobsmacked. That's a real word. Look it up. And I just said, Lord, Lord, Lord. If you're talking to me all this time, if the scripture says, you know, it's without number and you're talking to me all the time, I have proven that I'm missing a lot. Help me, Lord, hear more of what you're saying to me so I don't miss it, so I stay on track. I keep in step with you. Amen? Hallelujah. So God is always talking. We just need to learn to listen. I heard a testimony of a pastor who... um, you know, was very, very much into praying in the Spirit. He had an angel appear to him, and they were talking about something specific to his ministry. I don't remember, but this part I do remember. He said, what can I do? He said this to the angel. What can I do to hear God's voice more clearly? And the angel said, well, you can pray in the Spirit for an hour and then sit and listen for an hour and try to do that once a day. And you'll hear more clearly from the Lord. I thought, man, who's got time for that? You know, I'm just being honest with you. And I haven't attained to that by any means, but I'm just telling you what the pastor said. But I aspire to that. And Lord, help me. Holy Spirit, help me to be able to do that one day. Amen. Right now, my wife's outpacing me in the word and in praying in the Holy Spirit. She's trying to get me to get riled up to jealousy. Yeah. Amen. Amen. All right. So, so let me wrap this up by saying there's two things you can do to hear from God more clearly. Number one, 1 Corinthians 14, 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. You look that word up, it means mysteries. It means things that you do not know. I believe it means things that you do not know, that you need to know. And if you pray in the Spirit, they will be revealed to you. You know, I used to teach that you pray in the Holy Spirit, you don't always know what you're saying, but every once in a while the Lord will give you an interpretation. I'm, I'm, I'm not so convinced now. I've been listening to Lynn Hammond a lot. Uh, and... Uh, she believes, and I'm kind of, you know, stream with her on this, that pray in the Spirit as much as you can and pray for the interpretation and realize that God will use imagery, He'll use dreams and visitations many times to bring you the interpretation of what you prayed in the Spirit. I believe God wants you to know everything that you're praying. He wants all the mysteries unveiled in their right time. Don't get me wrong. All right, so... 1 Corinthians 14, 13 says, Wherefore, let him that speaketh in an unknown tongue pray that he may interpret. So I believe you should pray in the Spirit as often as you can and pray and ask the Lord for the interpretation. And by all means, put them in your phone, write it down on your tablet, your journal. Some people are really good about journaling. I'm not a good journaler. That's why I use my phone. All right, finally, pray in the Spirit. And then number two, meditate on the Word of God. Meditating on the Word of God is so easy to do. You can do it anywhere. Pull out your phone, find the favorite scripture you've been meditating on, and just read it over and over again and apply it to yourself. Personalize it. Make it a part of you. It's so easy to do, and yet people don't take the time to do it. 
Proverbs 4, 20 through 23. This is why meditation is important. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health or medicine to all their flesh. Listen to 23. This is the punchline. Keep thy heart with all diligence. Guard your heart with all diligence. For out of it are the issues of life. The essence of your life flows from your innermost being, your spirit, through your soul, through your body. Amen? You need to guard your heart and pray in the Holy Spirit and let those issues of life flow out of you. Let health and strength and prosperity flow out of you from the Word, through your spirit, through your soul, and through your body. Amen? So number one, to hear from here more clearly, pray in tongues as often as you can, anywhere, anytime you can. Number two, meditate on the Word of God. I know that's basic, that's fundamental, but how many of us are diligent to do that every day? Let's make up our mind. We're going to do everything we can in our power to hear God more clearly. And we're going to commit to doing such things so that we can guard our heart and we can let the issues of life flow out of us in a beneficial way according to the Word of God. Amen? Amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you are blessed by Dr. Forrest's message. If you are in the Wilmington area and are looking for a place to worship, come join us on Sunday at 10 a.m. for coffee and fellowship and 10.30 for worship and service. If you would like to learn more about us and hear more of Dr. Forrest's teachings, visit our website at gofaithlife.com. Also, visit and like our Facebook page at Faith Life Wilmington.